The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hear anything. Are we up? And we're up. Here we go. Boy, this is a hectic first day here at Radio Row. Christopher David Sims live in the flesh. I made the mistake of doing some stuff over there. Once you get in. Oh, we got some nice scenics here. Come on, Mike. Direction. Host the show, the Mike. The boss is we're here. We're at the Super actually, Bowl. Nobody look, cares about your prior look, there's day. there's buildings and there's sun and there's stuff. And there's you. There, there we am. go. They expect me to approach this like host. I'm a professional. They you to be a I can't host, hear. I'm can't hearing hear? too much. No, I'm, I can hear. I'm hearing more than I should. Yeah. So um, we don't need to hear anything. We're here. We don't need to hear when we're here. It's Super Bowl 57, and we are here, H-E-R-E, for the whole week. And we will be hearing H-E-A-R, all sorts of great stuff. Great to see you. Great Together, to see you. In we're person. here. We did it last year. We were in a different spot, though. We were at the NFL Experience, so we were kind of like we were sequestered. Now... We're in it, and one thing I noticed about today, first day here, uh, Monday is usually kind of a ghost town. Yeah, at Radio Row, right? And, all, and it's not a little really more radio action. anymore. It's TV and everything. It, yeah. it feels like it feels more alive on a Monday than it ever. I has. would agree with that as well. Um, it, I even was just surprised at how busy the airport was on a Sunday night last night when I first when I got into town. And then just I listen the look of Radio Row. I, I know you can't see it all from behind us, but you know the. The uh, like you said, the action, and then I don't know the establishment or the 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 the, the sports casinos. You know, you see their sets around. That's new to me. All right? I mean, just for people at home, they're going, hey, you know, what's it like to be at Radio Row? It is a little different because there's DraftKings and everybody else that's around here as well with uh, some pretty cool setups as well. And we haven't really seen that at, at Super Bowl Radio Row to this extent. Well, that's right. I mean, to the extent that. The sports books have infiltrated, yeah. and they have. They right. have. And when you are paying significant money to the NFL, that's how you infiltrate, and that's what they're doing. And they are everywhere, and it does add to the overall vibe. And it just feels brighter. Yeah. It feels 
it's it's not just the tables with the radio stations and the backdrops anymore. It's more stuff like this, nice sets, nice locations, and we're going to be here all week. We're going to have a lot of nice guests yeah. uh, throughout the course of the week. The list is always changing. How was your trip out? It was good. It was. Pr- I can't complain. You, you live in one of those cities where there's it's direct not flights. hard, right? I had to, yeah, yeah, right. I, I got a go JFK, Dallas. which is a little bit of a far drive for me, but it was a direct flight. Went smooth. Um, we got to cut Matthew Berry's mic. We got to cut his mic. I can hear him in my ear. Um, I that's can, why I took that's why out. you took yours out. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 regardless, it went smooth. Okay, and as the and, opening of the show is not going yeah. smooth, and I'm all uh, and, frazzled and any and stray all hamburgers the on here. the ground at JFK. No, I don't know that, how. Like, would you eat? Would you be more inclined or less inclined to eat a hamburger that you drop on the floor? At JFK or LaGuardia? Well, LaGuardia is getting pretty nice right now. I think I have to, re- what part I have of to revisit that. It depends on what part of JFK, too. The other, all right, so here's one event that happened during my weekend. I want to hear your take on this, all right? I'll give you a little inside the Sims life here. I, Saturday, going to the Whole Foods, right? I want to hear your take on this. I'm with my wife, my kids. We went to the dog park, okay? We're going, there's, it's 5.30 on a Saturday. I'm going to get a steak so we can have a good family dinner. There's a Tesla in front of me. There's spots everywhere, right? There's a hundred spots. The guy is pulling into a spot, I thought, and then I pulled into the spot behind him, right? He then, I guess, gets out of the car, and I, I'm, I'm now getting, I'm about to get out of the car, and I see in the rearview mirror, there's a Tesla, like, right behind me. He knocks on my door, hey, a-hole. And I was like, ooh. Uh-oh. I, and I was like, what? And he's like, you're some a-hole, he said. You stole my, and I was like, I, I was like, do you want me to pull the car out? You know, I, 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 wasn't, I said, there's 100 spots here. I, nobody was trying to steal your spot, buddy. So then I had to walk into Whole Foods with him, and, you know, I gave him the business. So, wait, was he bigger than you? There's no, no way he was bigger than you. No, he was there's not There's no way his head was, was as big as yours. You, right? He was older, He's older than, than me. He's older than me? No, he was, like, he was probably about 51, 50. Okay. Right. So, and then so, he handled it like a child, where I was like, just apologize. Like, there were spots everywhere. No one, was, no one was trying to steal your spot at 530. I go, you call me an asshole. All right, I got kids and the dog in the car. Like, well, that was not necessary. And I had a, some, finally some old lady came over and calmed me down. Was there ever I, a point where you <laughs> thought you were going to have to throw? No, but, like, he kind of, like, as I was walking in the store, like, kind of, like, got in my way. Like, like he was going to bump me. And I was like, please bump me. So I walked right over him. And I stepped on his shoe, and he got mad, and I was just like, oh, screw you. That would have yeah. really been something if I had gotten a phone call at some point on Saturday night uh, that I'm going to be solo on Monday yeah. because Chris is in jail. So I figured I'd tell you that. That would have been but great. That, that was, and you know, I mean, I drive a Tesla as well, but that guy was like the epitome of the douche that's in a Tesla, okay? What a jerk, all right? So uh, there we go. Welcome and you're to not, Super Bowl. Just to be clear, well, you're not. I wasn't trying to be. I apologized. <laughs> I said I'd move my car out of the spot. I was like... Again, it, like I said, it was there were spots everywhere. It wouldn't, we wouldn't be one of those incidents where you go, wait, this guy is going to pull into this. There's spots everywhere. He could have drove right through the spot in front of him, and you know, been like been able to pull out that way. Either way, whatever. That's it. That was Regardless, the story. The show of the is PFT Live. We're here all week long. Super Bowl Fifty Seven yeah, in baby. Phoenix, and we are live on Peacock, one to three Eastern. We're live Monday through Friday. 
The show re-airs 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday through Friday. We're live on Sky. You've already you got to watch your language. Oh, they that's right. They can't bleep us uh, gotcha. as effectively. Sorry, Sky. Not that they even do when they have five hours Sorry, to, London. to go through and, <laughs> and bleep. So uh, we are live on Sky Sports NFL and Sirius XM85, which I think I mentioned, plus podcast, wherever and however you get your podcast. It is going to be a fun week. It's going to be a great week. Let me tell you this. I had, yeah. I had a, a minor travel incident. Oh, did you? And I don't know how common or uncommon this is. But flew through Dallas, which is fine. It's fine. I don't mind. Connecting flight. I get it. The, the only flight direct from Pittsburgh to Phoenix was at like 5 a.m. So I'll take the connector. Dallas to Phoenix. Smooth. Whole flight. Nothing. No turbulence. No chop. There's, you ever had those moments on a plane where you just wonder, is it even moving? Is it even in the sky? Like It, it feels like you're just sitting somewhere. Yeah. So that's how the flight was. So it's time to land. Coming in for a landing. As we're coming in for the oh, landing. I heard. I heard. As we're coming in for the landing, straight back up. And I mean, it was aggressive straight back up. Right. And, uh, Man, that's, yeah. that's and, scary. And Did you go, go knock on the door? Go, just take me back home. No. I don't want to go anymore. So, so you, know, you, know, you know what happens in a moment like that. Everybody's just kind of quiet. Right. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And my wife's just kind of sitting there. And uh, eventually she says, are you nervous? Are you nervous? It's like, yes. <laughs> are you? <laughs> And then, like, five minutes later, the pilot comes on and says that the plane that landed in front of us had not cleared the runway. Which, I'll, I'll take the roller coaster experience over rear-ending a plane. plane. Yeah, sure, that's good. Sure, yeah. I, my theory is the landing gear didn't go down. Oh, That's geez. my theory. Because I always listen for that rumble, and, and the rumble hadn't happened. It. Right. And so I remember as we're going down, I'm thinking, I don't think I heard that rumble, that sustained yeah. when you know. And, and so I thought... Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they're figuring out what the hell we're going to do and how we're going to land this plane. But then, as, and then we're coming in, I heard the rumble. I yeah. heard the, the landing right. gear finally right. go down. Right. If that was the issue, I don't know. The engines and the landing gear are the two most important parts they're of the plane. Much, Once yeah. you accept the fact that it's aerodynamically sound, you need the engine to get it up and you need the landing gear to make sure, you know, it lands. <laughs> of all the people to be on a flight when that so, happens, it was uh, like Florida. I was fine. I was fine. Once, once the pilot came on, and I could tell it was a very reassuring yeah, voice. Right. You know, it was, it, I could, he wasn't... Panic. As frazzled as we were at the top of the show. <laughs> right. uh, so I, I submitted at that point and accepted the fact that I wasn't going to die last night. Wow. If not, All right. I I, mean, I, I'm proud of you, man. I really am. Well, Look at you. Once you're in and once you're strapped in, you got no choice. You have to submit to the plane. That, that's, the hey, plane I'm, calls the shots I at guess, that point. Well, I guess we'll know if you weren't scarred by it if you're at next year's Super Bowl. That's what we'll have to wait. Or, or, if, I'm, test. or, or if I'm... <laughs> Walking home. Uh, or, uh, can <laughs> yeah, I get an Uber back to West Virginia? Would that be possible? Okay. So, uh, but, but, you know, it, it's funny how you come to a place for a Super Bowl after you've been here before. I was here eight years ago. You, you, were, in the media. you weren't here. I was here. not here, though. So, I, and, it's, you're, you're, and there's familiarity, but it's different. Right. Like, this is the same, but it's different. And the being here, it's, it's, you don't come here enough to really have the feel for it, but it does feel like a big deal. You see the Super Bowl 57 stuff everywhere. The teams are already here. The Chiefs arrived yesterday. Yeah. The Eagles arrived yesterday. Back One to thing, normal. I, I want to find out yeah. why when they... When they land, like the rest of us has to use the jetway instead of walking down the steps. Yeah. Like, is that ceremonial? Like, is that, does it look better on, I guess it looks better on TV walking down the stairs instead of coming out the door. Well, coming out the door doesn't look as good as that. I think there's, there's a reason, though, because there's so much equipment and stuff that's loaded onto the buses right away. And then the players are, the buses are right there, too. 
I would think it's more the equipment and things like and that. They are getting on the bus. There you go. And, and plus, yes, the look is, is it does much look better. good. It, it does look great. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know it's, it's like, like, like a big time event. Exactly. That's right. It's, it's presidential. Right. You look at the players are even like filming themselves. They're like, look, we're on the tarmac. Look at this. Uh, yeah. So it, it's. I'm, I mean, I, I love that the teams are here all week. They're practicing. Uh, it's I wonder great if either of those here. planes had to abort a landing yesterday. Probably not. No, I bet Wouldn't you it not. Wouldn't be something if the Chiefs plane had to abort the landing because the Eagles plane had not fully cleared the runway. That would be something. <laughs> little, and it's still better than the alternative. Yes, I am glad that yeah. they're sufficiently safety conscious that they're not like going to run one plane on top Look at Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes they're ready to go. Cool. They're ready to go. They're re- you know, of course they are. And it's... We're going to have all week to talk about this, but these are two great teams, the two best teams in the NFL. Yep. I know the 49ers can make the argument they're in that conversation, sure. but if you lose your quarterback on the first drive of the game, yeah. what can you you're really do? You're, right. not, you're not anymore. You're not anymore. That's it. Right. So um, the Chiefs, many didn't expect to be here. I picked Chiefs-Packers, so at least I'm half not crazy. Yeah. I thought all along, and, and the Chiefs and the Packers were the two teams that were at the, the center of the discussion of how do you continue with your offense – when you have traded away your best receiver. Yeah. And we were more worried about the Packers without Devontae Adams right. than we were the Chiefs without right. Tyreek Hill. Right. And for the Chiefs, and really for both teams, it came to fruition. I don't know why the hell I picked the Packers to get to the Super Bowl. I thought they'd figure it out. Yeah. But with the Chiefs, no Tyreek Hill, it doesn't matter. All those guys injured, it doesn't matter. As the season unfolds, as the AFC Championship unfolded, guys went down but because Patrick Mahomes is committed to having the camaraderie the the adjustments to his everything, game everything trust. right right they know each other well that's right he was there for the offseason program exactly when maybe another quarterback who was breaking in some new receivers wasn't yeah, the one that's not here yeah and and you got to give credit to Brett Veach the guy who was the architect to getting together all of the the folks who um, are there replacing Tyree Kill and making the thing go. I, I don't think we're making a big enough deal, and I don't mean you and me as a national media, about how special we're seeing a run here at the Patriots. See, I think we've all been a little spoiled because of what, I mean, the Chiefs, by what the, uh, I, I mean, this is five years in a row that there's one team in the AFC that we go, well, we think they're going to be in the final two of the AFC, if not in the Super Bowl, if not holding the trophy up. It's a special run. You know, I think we are spoiled because of what the Patriots did, so we're a little numb to what we're seeing right now here from the, the greatness of the Chiefs. And then they're doing it their own way, a different way. You know, it, it's, it's a little more sexy, maybe not exactly the most tried-and-true perfect formula like New England. But, uh, you know, I think you said a lot of things. I think you and I were one of those that was going, wait, you don't think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense and Andy Reid are going to be okay without Tyree Kill? I, to me, I, I don't even—I didn't even understand the conversation. You know, all of a sudden, Mahomes was looked at as like, "Oh, he needed Tyree Kill." No, none of the stats without Tyree Kill bared that out. And of course, again, where another thing I'll just say I think is being underestimated here is the greatness of Patrick Mahomes in totality already in the history of the NFL. It's—he is already an all-time great. It's year five. It doesn't matter. He is an all-time first ballot, Mike Florio, article from the weekend, in his own wing in the Hall of Fame with the other guys. Already, in my opinion, he's, he's truly that special. That's why I think we're seeing a special run. And then you said it, Andy Reid and Veach and what they're doing to continue to sustain it uh, is also amazing as well. I was doing that exercise with Tom Curran earlier today of NBC Sports Boston, Mahomes versus, at their best, yeah, sure. all-time greats. Yeah. Favre, give me Mahomes. Montana, give me Mahomes. Elway, give me Mahomes. I mean, we've seen the throwing ability, the running ability, 
the brain, the clutchness, the personality, right. the, 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 just that, that will. The, the grit, will that right. we saw last week Two in weeks. the AFC Championship. Right. And yeah, and also against the Jaguars. Yeah. But the, nothing is going to keep me out of this game. Nothing's going to keep me from doing what I need to do to carry this team. Yeah, he, he checks all the boxes. The question now is longevity and championships. Sure. And the thing about Mahomes. If he truly wants to get into the conversation with Brady, right? You can't blow this chance to get no. the number two. No, this is you already had your chance to get the number two, right? And to keep Tom from getting to seven, right? So the gap went yeah. from five to six, right? Now you narrow it back down to five by getting this one. If you don't get this one, because when are you going to be back in? I think he's 27, 28 years old. Yeah, like pretty soon we're going to be getting to the point where how many years does he have left yeah. I mean, before you know it i mean the, the, well, the years go by quickly yes. and he's going to be 10 years in before we know it how many championships will he have then how many more is he going to need to be up there with brady right. and that's why that i'm telling you i'm i'm already leaning toward the chiefs because of the urgency that i think mahomes is going to have to get to number two yeah because you can't get to here yeah. I'm not good at math, but right. I will say this. You can't get to three until you get to two. <laughs> yeah, and, right. he's want, and he wants to get to three yeah. and to four and to five. He's got to get to two this week. Yeah, the, the, uh, agreed with you there. I don't know if he's ever going to catch Brady. Um, but, you know, again, just to, you know, again, you don't know how many ta- chances you're going to get to be here, like you're saying. And he's in a conference that we know right now is, is going to be a lot harder to get back to the Super Bowl. The conference with those quarterbacks and what they got right now, I don't think it's going to be a given that we can just sit here year after year with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and everybody else that's in the AFC right now competing, trying to get you know, a spot at the Super Bowl. But regardless, this is a special run. And I do agree with you, and that's one thing that definitely jumps out to me about the football game. You know, we hit on this a little last week. The Eagles, I think from top to bottom, yeah, are better than the Chiefs. But not so much that you think, oh, a play here or handling the pressure, you know, of the moment or just Patrick Mahomes being one of the greatest players ever in the history of the sport. It evens the scales to where you go, I don't know, I don't give a crap what the sports books say. It's an even pick 'em type of football game that way. And, I, and here's another thing, Mike, let me just hear if you agree with this. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs have a little fire pot poker in their butt because they they're realize the legacy that's at stake here Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey. Also, I, I, I can't, I gotta, I, I gotta be truthful in the fact that I'd be a little concerned if I'm an Eagles fan or an Eagles player and go, Damn, like we haven't really had to play a complete game or play our A game or, you know, even play anything competitive the last five, six, seven weeks of the year. That would worry me. You know, I went through that a few times as a player, not that I was ever on a team like the Eagles, but points where you go, man, we're not really, we're winning, but we're not really playing our best. And, oh, man, if we just, if one team catches us on the, you know, the wrong day, we're going to be in trouble here. And I, I, you know, that worries me is all I'm saying. Yeah. 69 to 14 combined score of the two playoff they games. They didn't have to play. But, but that's yeah. right. It was easy and it was quick and it was a steamroller over the Giants. Right. And then the Brock Purdy injury on the opening drive of the NFC Championship. It's not like the 85 Bears. No, it wasn't like a dominant. Throttling. You just kicking yeah. your butt. Right. Yeah. You felt like it was other circumstances that led to the blowouts, let alone, as we talked about all year, we just, the NFC was not, I don't know, what was it, week five when you and I were sitting going, wait, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys are in a different class than the rest of the, the conference. We knew that. 
We knew that. The Giants, we, we kept going. Man, heck, how can they, can, can, can they continue to sustain this? They're not even in the same class as the Chiefs or the Eagles as far as talent on the football field. So that would worry me about the Eagles, the fact that, hey, you kind of had the number one seed locked up towards the end of the year. You had the Jalen Hurts injury. You know, Then the playoffs were kind of two stinkers, and you don't get tested and have to play four-quarter battle-tested playoff football. Uh, I'm, you know, again, I'm not saying it's the difference. It's just something that percolates in my brain right now. And I agree with you completely that dealing with adversity, overcoming obstacles, fighting through, it galvanizes it you. It makes you better. It makes you more confident. The experience the Chiefs had against the Bengals will make them more confident, will make them more determined. You don't do justice to what you did to get here if you blow it the next week it creates a greater sense of obligation and confidence that we can go do it and the eagles and i think you're onto something the eagles have not really been tested the way the chiefs have been tested worry me and the chiefs have been tested over and over again all year long and they were doubted the eagles were never really doubted the eagles just kind of like a curiosity that took the nfl by storm right out of the gates right they've been praised they've been it was a given we looked at the schedule when we early in the year and we were like i don't know when they're gonna lose they they look like they can go 10 and 1 right we we kind of the one of the easier schedules in football I, I think you're right there was a lot of things where they were anointed and and they should be they were they were a really good football team that we saw there was no flaws but yeah there was never that moment where we felt like man they really fought through some adversity that time of the year and they came out on top uh, you know, a little bit of the Hurts injury, but, but not to the extent I think you see a lot of like great Super Bowl teams. And we don't really know, and we won't know how healthy Jalen Hurts is or isn't because they're yeah. not going to advertise it. We don't right. know what percentage he's at, but it's a serious shoulder injury yeah. that he's had for a while now, missed some time, playing through it in pain. You right. hear every once in a while we get a stray comment from Coach Nick Sirianni about how he's doing, and it just gives you that sense that, that – things aren't as not great totally 100%. as they could be. Right. And we know about the Mahomes ankle, but we still see him out there moving around on it, doing just enough right. when he needs to do what he needs to do And this is to two make weeks. Like he's going to be moving better in this game, which he'll need to be. But again, you know, we always, you know, that, that's the other thing too. Hey, the Eagles, this pass rush, it's really good, but damn, this is an O-line that can protect. We saw that in the championship game with a, with a you know, gimpy Patrick Mahomes. That's another area where you go, well, Eagles have usually a great advantage over most teams they play in that department. I don't think they're going to have a great advantage there. You know, it, it, there's a lot of great storylines about the game here and what's going on. I, I think another thing, Mike, that I'm, like, fascinated by, and, and I know some people have talked about this a little, but do you remember a team in the Super Bowl with this many rookies that are like relevant to the football team right now? I you know I know we've had teams where hey this rookie he helps the team in situations, but like we're here at a Super Bowl and I'm going, you know, receivers in Sky Moore, you know the DBs who are playing George Carlaftis a D end. It just seems like it's, Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco exactly. One it's of just the hard nosed runners right. in the NFL right now. Right. Like, like every time he gets a ball, you expect him to explode for seven or eight yards. It's like beast mode a little bit. He reminds me of Marshawn Lynch when he runs a little. But but yeah, I just think that's another aspect and two in the totality of that conversation we're having the Chiefs. You know, it's five years Super Bowl conversation and they're one of the younger teams in football. That's what's crazy. So and, I, and that, that's yeah. why I think yeah. the legacy conversation from a Holmes becomes compelling because the pieces around him are going to constantly change. Right. He's the kind of guy that is going to embrace that. He's going to, he, he knows it's in his own interest to make those guys comfortable, 
to get to the level where they all can perform together, to show trust in them. One way you gain trust in someone is to show them that you trust them. Then they do things that, guess what, makes them trustworthy. That's why they were able to keep moving the ball when receivers went down one after another due to injury. Right. I just saw Nicole Hardman placed on injury reserve. Clyde Webber's mm. will be back off of injury reserve for the Super Bowl to add to that, that underrated backfield of Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon and now Clyde Edwards-Alaire back in the mix. But it's this is part of the greatness of Mahomes. He embraces all of his teammates. He makes them feel like they're part of the journey. It's one of the reasons why there was no conversation, no possibility with all the injuries would they even consider Odell Beckham Jr. They're concerned about the camaraderie, the collegiality, yeah. the comfort level right. that they currently have. They don't want to mess that up. And, I agree. And that's organizational. That's Mahomes, but it's also organizational. They've found this moment, and it's a combination of coaching staff, front office, ownership, where, and they'll do it every year. Having Mahomes at the center of it, having Andy Reid as the head coach, having Brett Veach as the GM will set it up for it to continue year in and year out with new pieces. They'll find new pieces. They'll develop the new pieces. They know guys are going to leave. But the constant's going to be Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. And you do that. I know we have a quote from Brett Veach that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But, yeah, I think you're exactly right. They just look at it and go, you know, with Mahomes, as long as we can just put a – you know, a pretty good team out there. We're, we're in the Super Bowl conversation. And, you know, they, they flipped their team over in one year. And the team went to the AFC Championship game last year. And you look at it and you go, there are so many players that were on that team last year where we thought they were going to the Super Bowl with a 21-3 to vic- victory or, you know, over the Bengals at halftime that are not on their team anymore. You know, I, I just I think that's fascinating. And I think it is a lot about, you know, what you're talking about. Veach, Andy Reid, Mahomes, and they have found one thing that they made apparent to me when I was there before the Jaguars game and the, the day I did the little Andy Reid interview. Their, their thing, you know, New England might have been about, yeah, we want robots and a certain personality, right, and guys that are just going to do what we tell them to do and they'll be no different than that. Kansas City is they're not like that. It, it's not like that. They're it's a it's a little bit more of a freewheeling, you know, dynasty they're trying to work on here. And they they welcome the personalities. They love the personalities and they don't really care what you're, you know, like in that personality as long as there's one thing. You love football. If you love football, they'll deal with just about everything else. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing on the field, too. We're seeing a team that you're saying, Mike, it's got great camaraderie. They're together. And they love, because they love football, we always see, and we've talked about this before, they love the big moments. Just the bigger the moment, the more you feel like, oh, the Chiefs will find a way. They'll figure it out, whatever it is. And I know that's not all the time, but, damn, it seems like it's all the time. The Tyreek Hill trade. Yeah really was a catalyst for, I think, some of the camaraderie that we're talking about because at the end of the day, we didn't know there was a problem. Yeah, We didn't know there was an issue. He wasn't acting out on the sidelines. I remember every once in a while, I remember there was a game where they cut the commercial and it seemed like something was going on between him and the receiver's coach, and they never really talked much about it. They downplayed all of it. Right. Um, But it became obvious after the trade that he was a guy – who wanted the ball more. I've said before, I think he was frustrated by what Cooper Cup was doing in 2021, and he believed with more chances he could be generating those kind of numbers, and he could be the guy that everyone's talking about as the best receiver in football because he still had career-high catches and targets in 2021, but it wasn't enough. Here's what Veach said about when the time came to trade 
Tyreek Hill and try to improve the defense. It became obvious as free agency started last year, given the way receiver contracts were going up, that it was going to be tough to, to do both, to keep Hill and improve the defense. There are going to be moments where we have to step out there and do something uncomfortable. No one wanted to lose Tyreek. He's a great player. But if you're going to do something, trust the process and trust how you do things. And don't be afraid to commit to change a year sooner when you have more ability to potentially make those changes work better. And, and that's really what it came down to. Look, the guy had become a pain in their butt. And they weren't going to call him out. They weren't going to drag him. We only know about it because he said it himself on his podcast yeah, right. about how unhappy he had become. And he was talking about getting four targets a game. And he wasn't. The facts don't bear that out. No. He wanted the ball more, and it put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And now we have a guy who can just distribute the football and let the game happen and let the offense run exactly. the way it's supposed to right. run. Right. And, and, hey, I think back to when they're up 21-3 – and they got cute yeah. with that play to Tyreek Hill at right. the end of the half and didn't right. score. Remember? And yeah, they, they, yeah. Did, yeah. Right. AFCG throws a little swing route out to the left side yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, Like, how much of that was yeah. Tyreek Hill? Let's get Tyreek the yeah. ball we gotta, Instead of, let's come up with a play that works. Well, it, you know, again, uh, it, to your point, those type of players, when they start to get disgruntled, they add pressure to the organization. It does. It adds pressure on the field, everything. It just it, it adds pressure on the sideline. I went through a phrase, I could, I could kind of say this with, with Brandon Marshall, right? I was with him in Denver one year, and, you know, he was arguably the best receiver in football. He wanted the ball. I understood that. I mean, we all understood that. You know, and early on in the game when the quarterback was trying to, you know, Kyle Orton was the quarterback of our football team who did a great job that year. You know, you're feeling the game out, teams playing you a little differently. He'd come on the sideline, and Brandon Marshall, that is, and he'd be going crazy. Like, you know, you've heard us tell the story before. You know, veins popping out of his neck. Why the F am I not getting the football and everything like that? And we all would feel the pressure on the sideline. You know, to where it would go, wait, we might have been wanted to do this, this, and this on the next series, but because of, the, because of Brandon Marshall, and he is our best player, so let's not forget that, let's, instead of we were going to do play A to start the series, let's do play B and just get him going right here. And that's, it's tough to deal with that at times. It really is. And I think it took the pressure off of Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy through, you know, kind of what you were just referencing. Not always having to call a play where Tyreek's the number one read or come up with plays during the week where we just go, hey, we got to get Tyreek the ball. Now they're just going, wait, let's just draw up plays that we know make sense against this defense. And who the hell cares where, who lines up where, whatever else. And it's, it's made them harder to defend because Mahomes is playing more pocket, you know, precision, surgical-type quarterback play right now. And that's where it's a reflection of the culture of the organization yeah. because you don't hear and you don't hear about any of the players in the locker room, on the sideline, Nothing. in the meeting rooms, agitating that we're not getting the ball enough. Right. I want the ball more. They're right. just ready for when the number's called. They understand that Patrick Mahomes is the center of that universe, and they're just happy when the opportunity comes that the ball is moving in their direction, and that's it. They're happy, and they just keep going, and they win. They, right. And they, they, they have guys there that buy into that. It's a combination of creating the culture, but it's also an aspect of having guys. That and can, this is, comes down to scouting. Yeah. Guys that are going to be content with their role exactly. and not get pissy and right. create a problem. Right, and I think that's where they have a great feel for guys that love the game, even though this guy might be a personality and, you know, you know, go off a little every now and then. It still comes back to football, and the guys love football. And Mike, I don't know, if, I don't know if you remember this, but here's one of the the coolest things I think to kind of pinpoint 
what you're saying here with Mahomes and the camaraderie and everything. And, and you might remember this from, from the Andy Reid interview I did. I, I, I've never really heard of it to this extent, but the fact that, yes, he had all the receivers down in Texas. They're throwing footballs. And after he gets done every day, he's texting the Kansas City coaches little scouting reports. Yes. You know, hey, this guy is good at this. This guy's good at that. We could draw plays with this. I mean, that to me is just, you know, the, 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 the little clues of a great organization where everybody's on the same page and striving for the same thing. And there's no personalities or egos that are getting in the way of the main mission at hand. And, you know, I think, again, that speaks to what you're talking about, Veach, Andy Reid, and then having guys like Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, who can then bring that culture, you know, into reality with the locker room. And that's where they become a, a special organization. One more thing I want to say about yeah. the Chiefs before we focus a little more closely on the Eagles. I, I've thought of this a couple of times over the course of the last week. And, and I want to be clear. I said this to Tom Curran earlier. This is not a report. This is not rumor-mongering. This, this is just – and I say this about any coach that's been in a place – 10, 15 years or longer. I just wonder at what point we're going to be at one of these Super Bowls and it's going to take root that if they win, Andy Reid's going to walk away. Ooh, There's nothing right. along those lines now. No, it's going to be right. 65 next month. Yeah. There's nothing now. This right. isn't anything remotely like Bill Walsh at Super Bowl 23 yeah. when everybody kind of knew he was retiring right. if the 49ers won. But you, he's going to be 65. I know. It's crazy. And at some point, I think he is truly going to want to hand the baton to someone else who can carry this tradition forward for the back nine of Patrick Mahomes' career. But I just, I, this was the first time I thought about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there going to be a Super Bowl win that Andy Reid decides, that's it, I'm good, and I want to be able to give the baton to this guy or this guy, and, and, and they go forward for the remainder of Patrick Mahomes' career? I don't think it's this year. Yeah, right. But I feel like if they continue to be in the conversation, one of these years is going to be that year. It's kind of interesting that we don't ever even really, you're right, delve into the topic at all with Andy Reid. He, it's like he's, it's like we've forgotten how he's old been doing he is. 24 straight I know. years. You're right. Without a break. He just seems like he doesn't care. He loves it. And it's just not work for him. You know, even when, again, I don't mean to keep referencing the day I was there, but it's just. You have information from that. Well, That's it fine. Just, it just was very relaxed. They were, it wasn't like, I never felt like he was like, oh God, I got to go do this and go do that. Right. It's just like, hey, this is what we do. And I got to go to an interview and then I got to go talk to the team and then we're going to practice and do another. And he just, there was no stress level. He wasn't like pissy with me or the, the reporters, right. Where, you know, some coaches can be like stressed out and they just want to get things done so they can go back and do their work. Uh, That's it, a reflection of an extreme level of confidence right. that he has in everything they're doing. Because right. you only get stressed out when you're worried, when you're concerned, yeah. when you have feeling that things aren't going the way they're supposed to. I'm missing something. I'm not doing something right. We have some weakness we haven't addressed. Right. Oh, my God, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to do that? You know, and, and I think it just speaks to the overall organizational confidence that they have everything in place that they need. And, 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 why, and that's the thing. If you're Andy Reid, why stop? Well, that's as I said. Do you, are you sure you want to quit by, by Patrick Mahomes is still playing, right? You, I, I mean, he, he's got his guy for the first time in his career where he's like, wait, this is like – you know, what Mike Holmgren had with Brett Favre. I got a guy here that I just feel like as long as we kind of put a team around him, I'm going to be in the Super Bowl conversation every year. And that's where I'd have a hard time thinking the end of the road is at least any time near as we sit here right now. All right. Uh, and uh, uh, who knows how much more Mahomes has left. I mean, he could – we see Tom Brady go into his mid-40s. And uh, Patrick Mahomes will, will – We know his arm will last the test of right. time, right? The, so. the question is – 
And, and if you take away his mobility at all, well, he plays like he did against the Bengals. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Big yeah. problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now, the Eagles this year, five years after they won it, yeah. with a dramatically different team, some familiar names, yeah. but different quarterback, different coach. And Howie Roseman, just the, the ultimate survivor, he was exiled by Chip Kelly in 2013, mm. sent out of the building, just not even relevant to the football operation, Got back in after Kelly was fired and has really, really established himself as one of the top GMs in the league. And another example of just a guy who knows who to get, yeah, how to plug them in. And it's Oof. a combination of front office and coaching staff because the coaches then take those guys and turn them into players who contribute. But they've got an incredibly talented roster. And there was something last week about Jerry Jones saying that they, the Eagles went all in this year. They didn't oh, go all in. They've set, they've set themselves up to be high-end contenders here. for years to come. Right. Right. This wasn't a, like, oh, we're just going to throw. It wasn't like, you know, $100 million in free agency and stuff. There, a lot of these pieces were in place. They just, you know, the phrase I always used to like to, say, like to say is they just got some sizzle on their team. They got some guys where it's like, okay, we can't always call the perfect play. So, you know, every now and then we just want to throw it up to A.J. Brown and he'll catch it and make a touchdown. Or we'll throw a five-yard screen to him and he'll run for 70. You know, they got those kind of guys on the team. That's where they went to the next level here. You know, it's funny, though. We yeah. got two teams in the Super Bowl. One was the team yeah. that traded away the great receiver right. and took the picks. And the other is the team that said, we're going to go get the great receiver. And even though they did it, it wasn't reckless. And it wasn't a culture. It, it wasn't F them picks. Right. It was one move. Right. And they got the guy at a good value. And he's close friends with your quarterback. And it adds to the camaraderie that they have in right. Philadelphia. Right. It was more surgical. With the Rams, it just felt like yeah. scorched earth, F them picks. Right. With the Eagles, it was like, where are we? What do we have? What can we do? How do we get better? We have an opportunity. Let's get this guy, and it's going to make us better. I, that's how I'm with you there, Mike. I feel the same way. There, theirs was more like, hey, we're a Super Bowl team, but we're like – if we get A.J. Brown, we're a really dangerous Super Bowl team. Like, we, you, they went from Super Bowl conversation to most of us putting them in the Super Bowl game or at least the NFC Championship when they got A.J. Brown. You know, I think that's, that's the big thing. And he was the missing part to their formula that worked, but they, the way they're running their offense. Where, yeah, the, Mahomes and Kansas City, they didn't need Tyreek. They didn't with this offense. You know, the running the football and how good they are in that department, I think they looked at it and said, wait, teams are going to play us in these run defenses, and if we just get a guy that's a difference maker outside, we're almost going to be you know, indefensible that way. And that's where, you know, listen, I could sit here and argue, and I know people won't probably love this comment, A.J. Brown, to me, would every bit be the MVP of the Eagles' offense as much as Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's phenomenal for what he's done to their football team. But that was a big-time move, to your point, by Howie Roseman. And their team as a whole, it, it just it's, it's about as perfectly constructed of a team as I can remember, really, from top to bottom. There's really not one glaring weakness on their team that we look at. I think running back's the only place I go, well, they're not like blue chippers there. But everywhere else, I feel like, wow. But they're whoa, good enough. They're Interchangeable good enough. parts. Right. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, great. Boston, Boston Scott, Scott right. when, when needed, yeah. they do what needs to be done. Right. Hassan Reddick was a great signing. Oh, another by, one. By Sizzle. Harry Roseman. Sizzle. Three straight years of double-digit sacks with three different teams. It's Unbelievable right. when you think about it. Right. And, and he was available to anybody who wanted him. And we know how important that position is. 
we're often reminded during the Super Bowl of how important pass rusher is because usually a Super Bowl, not usually, but when we we have that realization, it was Denver in Super Bowl 50, it was the Buccaneers a couple of years ago. Oh boy, if you have a really great pass rush, you're kind of hard to beat in the Super Bowl. Right. You get there and you'll win it with a great pass rush, and that's what the Eagles have. That's my my big concern for the Chiefs. Yeah. If, if Patrick Mahomes gets overwhelmed by the interchangeable parts that they have up front, right. and he can't get away and he can't buy time, yep. that you know a, a mistake forced here or there could right. be enough to open it up for the Eagles. I, I, I'm, I'm and Reddick's a big part of that. We saw what Reddick did. Right. He destroyed the 49ers right. in the NFC Championship by by applying a clean legal hit that knocked out their starting quarterback. Yeah, exactly right. No, I, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's, that's, that's the key to the game. You know, I mean, if we get up there and we're getting into the fourth quarter and we go, oh, man, the Eagles got five sacks, I'm going to sit here and go, well, then, then the Eagles are probably going to win the Super Bowl. But if it's at two or three in the third, fourth quarter, I go, well, then Mahomes has had time. And, you know, they're picking them apart and they got a plan to get the ball out of the hand quickly and they're running the ball a little bit. And I would say that's trouble. But it's certainly one of the big aspects of the game. Another thing that, again, I think was kind of undervalued here is just that, the, you know, we hit on it last week before the NFC Championship game. Is that, you know, the Eagles have a chance to break the 85 Bears sack record in this football game. That's insane. But I'll say this, Mike. I have never seen Andy Reid get exposed by the blitz or being like, oh, no, we don't know how to block a five-man front or a great pass rush football team, let alone they have the studs to do it. And then I think the other thing, that's why this matchup is intriguing, where I said the Eagles are better in totality, but not by so much then. And, and – the magic man up here on the poster here wearing one five blitz <laughs> he loves blitz he loves pressure you want to rush five all game long against me and have one less guy in throwing lanes sure no problem he'll raise his hand for that i think so that's the other intriguing part of the the matchup because the eagles have been killing teams with these five-man rushes in their pass rush and now here we are the team where i go eh, i don't know if they can kill this team that way and that's you know, again, adds to the intrigue of the game and why I can't wait for Sunday. It was two years ago we saw the Buccaneers get after Mahomes with four right. because he had the turf Nothing. toe and he lost just enough of his edge where they could track him down. And he and tried both tackles in the some AFC the, Championship Some game. of the best throws we've ever seen that were incomplete Insane. from him running around in that game and trying his best to just will the, the, the Chiefs back into contention. But, and but had some drops, right? And Yes, absolutely. Like, where like, we were like, well, they, they caught, face. even though they were getting outplayed, this game was going to get tight here. And their offensive line wasn't nearly as good right. as it is now. No. They, they, hey, they had a weakness and they addressed it. That's yeah. part of the reality of building a team that is a year-in and year-out contender. Yeah. If you have a weakness, you find a way to devote resources to making it better. There may be some weaknesses on the Eagles' defense. There were some interesting comments from 49ers receiver Brandon Ayuk that emerged over the weekend about this Philly defense. He seems to think that they're going to be exposed by the Chiefs the way that he believes the 49ers would have exposed the Eagles if Brock Purdy hadn't gotten injured. Let's have a listen to Brandon Ayuk from the SF 49ers podcast. I think the Chiefs, I just, I don't know. I just just think uh, Philly has definitely has. Kelsey. Even they got their hands full. They got their, they got they got their hands full. I don't know. I don't know um, fully about that defense. Um, I don't know. I, they talk about him being a good defense. I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. The, I think the pass game, um, this Kansas City pass game, will uh, expose what we thought we were going to be able to expose um, before some unfortunate circumstances happen. So we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, 
you got to get lucky to win the Super Bowl. Um, and they just got oh, yeah. extremely lucky last week. So who's to say they can't do it twice? They got extremely lucky, and they did get lucky because the 49ers lost their quarterback. Now, hey, we've seen teams get lucky. It's better to be lucky than good sometimes, yeah, right. but, but good prevails over the long haul over luck, and the Chiefs are clearly good, and the Eagles are both good. And you're, as you said, back to your original point, they haven't been tested. Yeah, that's, that's truly tested, that's, that's especially in a really, high-stakes game. That's right. And, and, you know, I think what Ayuk's talking about there is, you know, that – Hey, the Eagles are aggressive. They, they, they will play some man-to-man and some exotic coverages that way. But they haven't had to play a great offense or a passing attack, really, you know, other than maybe Dallas, right? And I don't think I would put that in great passing attack category, honestly, as far as so maybe just say good offense. So that, that's where I think Brandon Ayuk's probably referring to that. And then he also knows, you know, I think another thing is, is you know, with, with the 49ers game specifically, I think they knew, wait, they're going to be worried about our run game. That's going to give us some advan- advantageous pass looks. You know, can Kansas City run the ball? And we've seen the weakness of the Eagles all year is stopping the run a little bit. Can they run the ball enough to then where it goes, oh, man, all of a sudden Jonathan Gannon's going, you know what, I got to, you know, I got to be a little conscious of Pacheco up the middle and all of that. And then that's going to lead to, oh, man, I got this guy man-to-man. And, oh, no, they're crossing us up and running crossers and pick plays. And that's where, again, I think it can be very, very interesting in this game. And I'm sure if – Shanahan had Brock Purdy. They were going to have lots of creative ways to attack that Eagles defense. We didn't get to see it, um, but it, it's um, definitely one of the things I'm most excited about in this game is that Chiefs offense versus Eagles D. We'll have plenty more to say about the Super Bowl both later today and throughout the week. We're going to take a break, though. When we return, I, I guess we're contractually obligated to talk about whatever that was that happened yesterday, the Pro Bowl games. I watched none of it, but I saw enough of it to have an opinion about it. Then again, I didn't need to see any of it to have an opinion about it. You'll hear what we thought about it when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, it's official. You can't, you can't doubt it. I am the greatest coach of the Mannings. 
I'm uh, so much better at coaching than Peyton's unbelievable. The NFC won. The guys bought in. They played Austin. Uh, there's too many, too many good players, and uh, to name an MVP, the whole NFC gets uh, gets the MVP this year. That's Eli Manning from the Pro Bowl games, not the Pro Bowl. There is no longer a Pro Bowl, but they call it the Pro Bowl from time to time. They that had, damn stadium was packed, though. Well, well, hey, that's the thing. Whatever they do, as long as it makes money, as long as people watch it, they had the event Thursday night, 1.1 million people watched that on ESPN. Whatever it was that they did, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yesterday I was traveling. Even if I wasn't traveling, I wouldn't have watched it. It's not football. I love football. It's not football. Flag football is not football. And I know they're investing a lot in flag football. That's the pathway to the Olympics. Sure. They're trying to make football an Olympic sport. Tackle football is never going to get there. They're trying to get there with flag football. So they're embracing this mm. element of flag football okay. in the NFL. Right. That's fine. That's fine. It's still not football to me. I've tried to watch flag football. Flag football is not football. Maybe fun to play. Not nearly as fun to watch as regular football. It's not football. No. So, but we'll see what the ratings were. We'll see what happened. They played the game yesterday. The NFC sure they'll be good. Came from behind to win the flag football game, and apparently there's an overall competition where it was uh, the linemen have a challenge, and it was the flag football score. So it was both thrown together. It wasn't just the flag football game, and uh, you know, it looked like they're having fun. That's great. It, they, they have fun, and the fans are there, and they they get to see the stars, and I'm sure there was plenty of access, but. There's just a fundamental difference between watching a football game and, and watching guys play something that isn't football. No, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's you know, not the same. It is not the same. There, there's no question it's not. Um, I don't know what the adjustment was. I do think the week of events and things were, I, I think, a step up from where they've been. I'll say that much. You know, I, I, I did like turning it on during the week and watching some of the challenges. Yeah, some of them are stupid and silly, whatever. But I, I guess what I get back to is I don't know how else you celebrate the good players of the league, right? And that's what they're trying to do. And that's where I do love the Pro Bowl from that aspect. But, yeah, as we've talked about before, you know, unless they start to raise the pay considerably, these guys, are, there's, there's going to never be a tackle pro, football, pro Bowl football game ever again. But the winners from this past weekend get more than the losers of the Super Bowl get, which is kind of amazing. It's 80 80- 4,000, I think, Are you participant. kidding me? Yeah, so there's money there, and this is all part of the CBA, and it's all been negotiated. Once they decided to take the game away, I thought they were just going to have nothing, but hey, there's still something they can put on TV that people will watch. And the Pro Bowl itself had gotten to the point where it was an embarrassment, and so much of the coverage was, this isn't real football, and it shouldn't have been. Once we became sensitive to player health and safety, once guys embrace the realities of free agency and want to keep themselves healthy for that crack at the open market, why would you show up for one more game and play hard when you can get yourself injured? We saw what happened to Tyler Eifert. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. The money's and, become too big in the sport and, in the normal season to, to risk it for the and, Pro Bowl. And more, more power to them. If they can make money off of it, fine. But I don't care about it. A lot of fans don't care about it, as evidenced by the fact that a week after 50 million tune in, for Bengals Chiefs, they'll be thrilled if five million. Thrilled if yeah. five million tuned in for yesterday. Wait, what are we at with the Super Bowl as far as winning and losing teams making money now? Do you know? The- I don't know, but Shereen Williams is going to be on with us soon. Yeah. here. knew right away that the Pro Bowl winners make more than the Super Bowl losers. This- I assume that I don't know. I'm not going to assume anything. It All goes right. up every year. It's a nice little check, but yeah. it's not. 
it's not. It doesn't seem like it's going up with the price of the rest of the league. That's what I'd like to say. That's where my point was. I feel like it's not that much more than when my dad was playing. It's all negotiated, right? And and whatever money is put in that pot is less money that's available under the salary cap. So that's something to. That's the balance too. Uh How much more do we pay these guys for a few extra games? Right. And take off the table for all players in all games. So I think that's the balance okay. of trying right. to strike. All so, right. oh, and by the way, it wasn't completely safe for the participants. I saw a clip yesterday. <laughs> it was this good. Gridiron Gauntlet. Yeah. Where they had the linemen doing it. it looked like the old Superstars contest of the 70s. Right. That thing looked like it could entail some risk. And as it turns out, now they're just busting through, <laughs> busting through <laughs> styrofoam there. But Miles Garrett dislocated his toe. Man. on this event. There he is up there. He's going to be with us later in the week, but he dislocated a toe. X-rays were negative. I mean, you run through his tires, you can you can twist your ankle. You yeah. can, it is not risk-free right. by any means. No, and, it's and not. That's, again, part of the balance I have to strike between putting on an event that people will be interested in and putting guys at an unreasonable risk of injury at a time when they're otherwise healthy enough to embark on an offseason where they don't have to worry about surgery. They don't have to worry about rehab and recovery. They don't have to worry about how it's going to affect their financial interests. They, they have gotten to a point where they should be entitled to relax a little bit and not emerge from this All-Star weekend with something else to worry about. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. You know, we, we want the players to care about their team and their career and everything all the time. And then, you know, we, we, then we can't go, well, then ruin your career and your team that you're on just for the Pro Bowl. You can't have it both ways. So uh, I, I think this was a good experiment this weekend, nonetheless, for the NFL. They're on the right track. Again, I don't think they're ever going to get to the point where we're going to look at this and go, this is like the NBA All-Star Game or the Major League Baseball All-Star Game where we just go, this is really a spectacle within the season. It's not. It's, it's a different sport. But it's still, in the past, it has drawn more people I, by uh, far than right. the NBA and the MLB yeah, game. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So, it, and I would expect that to happen again this weekend. So hopefully they continue to toy with it, play with it the right way. And it's always good to see the stars of the game all in the right, you know, in the spots and, and getting a little notoriety. That's going to be the real test. Yeah. Really. And the numbers will come out at some point today. The ratings for the Pro Bowl flag football slash whatever they were doing versus real action, hockey, baseball, basketball. I still assume that that, uh, the NFL experience will have drawn more. The other news... Out of the weekend. Hey, we we have have we gone we've gone four hours without talking to Aaron Rodgers, yeah, so we got to bring this it up. Oh, okay. I was this is say, it. If we haven't talked about Brady or Rodgers, I don't even think we should have the Super Bowl. Shouldn't count this week. It's been like four minutes, and gosh, we can't go without the the new new the new news breaking Brady Rodgers moment here. Well, hopefully, there's no news on Brady. Hopefully, he's still retired. Yeah. Although that would be a hell of a week if he changes his mind that fast. <laughs> We don't know where Rodgers is going to be for 2022 or 2023. We know where he was in 22. But we didn't know a year ago either. Now we don't know. And this Raiders thing is starting to take on some steam. Here's Devontae Adams, Raiders receiver, and Josh Jacobs, Raiders for now, running back. From the weekend on the possibility of Aaron Rodgers wearing silver and black in 2023. Would I be interested in having Aaron Rodgers throw to me? Yes. Uh, Yes. I I would love that. The, the trolling, you know, I'm first team all trolls, so don't don't take none of that too serious. But uh, I would love to have that, and obviously that would be a dream scenario, one that I've, I'm, I'm very familiar with. But anything you've seen on Twitter, that's not a tale of anything. That's just that's just wishful thinking and messing around a little bit. Of course. I mean, it's A-Rod. <laughs> you feel me? It's Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, man, he's a dog. I mean, if he, if he was to come over here, I mean, 
I feel like that'll change the aspect of, of a lot of things. Devontae Adams has been very active on Twitter. He will like different tweets that link Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders, and people will read things into that because we read things into what people do on yeah. social media now. But he made it clear he's just a troll, right. and he reacts to things, and it's wishful thinking. Look, the Raiders have to decide, first of all, that they want him. Yeah. If they want him, are they going to pay him $60 million for 2023? That's what his contract calls for. And they can restructure it, but it's still $60 million. Yep. Whatever the cap charge, it's still $60 million from Mark Davis's bank account right. into Aaron Rodgers at some point this year. Right. Then what do you got to give the Packers exactly. to get him? Are you going to give two first? You're not giving two first-round picks for a guy that may play one year. So do you do a, a contingent package where – it's based on how many years he plays. And I keep going back to Brett Favre. 2008, when he was traded from the Packers to the Jets, they got a fourth-round pick that could have become a first-round pick, but he didn't reach the performance levels to get there. It was a fourth-round pick. Right. So I don't know what the Packers expect. I don't know what they have a right to expect at this point. If Rodgers wants out and a new team is taking on a guy who may only play for one more year. But that's all part of the analysis if you're the Raiders or any team trying to figure out do I want this guy it's not just do I want the player or the person right it's do I want the financial commitment do I want the draft pick commitment right and you know we talked about this last week Josh McDaniels and Aaron Rodgers does not seem to me like peanut butter and chocolate the old Reese peanut butter commercial where they accidentally get yeah, the pe- you right. got your peanut butter and my chocolate no I don't think it's going to go that smoothly with McDaniels and Rodgers I'm, I'm, I'm with you there that would be the first thing I would say that just doesn't seem like a match made in heaven in my opinion you know I the other thing too Mike you kind of you know you know broached on this a little bit broach breach Bro- broach broach, broach right? is good you okay. were there your instincts were right thanks um, for a change <laughs> the 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 uh, I I just get the feeling that the Raiders are in this for the long haul with McDaniel and Z, Z, uh, Dave Ziegler. I don't think it, it – it doesn't look like, to me – and again, I know I argued this with you a little during the season. It's just if you're going to have McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, do the Patriot way and build a team that way, it's not going to get done in one offseason. It's not. You've got to let the beauty of them finding value in free agency and in the draft really come to fruition to build their team. And I just got the – I just would be shocked. I got the feeling that – that wouldn't be their cup of tea to all the reasons you kind of just explained. And that's why the Devontae Adams trade was so weird last year because it didn't fit with what we thought they were trying to do on the way in. So the whole thing has seemed odd. But you're right. They need a longer-term answer, not a guy that's going to be there for a year, maybe two at the most. And how competitive are they really going to be? This isn't Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers where you've got a clear path to the postseason. You've got Patrick Mahomes in your division. You've got Justin Herbert in your division. You've got Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And, hey, there's a chance it was Nathaniel Hackett that was the problem last year, not Russell Wilson. There's a chance the Broncos are going to be good this year. Sure. Who knows where Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders would fit into this mix. I'm just surprised. I think part of this is to kind of an impishness from Rodgers who enjoys the attention, sure. and that's fine. And at that's the golf fine. tournament, everybody's right. saying Raider yeah. stuff. So and I he's, think it's he's all... getting a kick out of yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. But I think at the end of the day, I remind myself of last year when – I think he seriously thought about leaving for the Broncos. Yeah. I think the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett under the assumption that Rodgers was going there. Right. And he just ultimately decided, I'm not ready to leave. And that's the other thing to remember. This is a guy that I think craves familiarity. 
I would agree with you. How is he going to go to a new city, new coaching staff, new teammates, new everything? And he's and not the sheriff. He won't be the sheriff of the town. Like you're, you know, like you're. Like, I think you're exactly. I'm with you there too. It just does not seem like his type of thing. Totally new system. Totally different way of you know running a football team than he's used to. And he won't be the god king like he is in Green Bay, where he can just say, "No, I want to do this play. I want to do that play. I want this player. I want that player." That's not going to happen. That's where I don't, I don't see it either. That, to me, is where then I go back to the Jets because the Jets, to me, have some pieces in place that it's, it'll be familiar to them, Nathaniel Hackett, of course, being there. And I think a way of them doing business kind of just fits him more than McDaniels and the Raiders at this point. I'm still and nor do I think $60 million says anything. I, I just don't think Josh McDaniels and the Raiders coming from New England, $60 million for a quarterback does not seem like their kind of thing. And they're running Derek Carr off because Mark Davis doesn't want to pay him $40 million. $60 million is a lot for one of the owners that isn't among the richest in the sport. I keep going back to the recent comment from Aaron Rodgers at this same golf event. He won it over the weekend, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. With a guy whose name I can't remember if I ever knew it in the first place. Sorry, I'm just not a, a golf You're not aficionado. a golf guy, right. But uh, he said no, no San Fran. And, and it's that, if we're looking for a stack deck, yeah. that's the stack deck. I still think he doesn't want to go somewhere and run the risk of not finishing the deal and introducing the narrative that it's not the Packers' fault. They haven't right. been back to the Super right. Bowl in 12 years. It's his fault. Right. You went to the Niners and... You're supposed Look, to win they it were all. Great. What happened? I mean, you didn't win it all. What it must happened? be you. It must yeah. be you. I, 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 well, they got to the NFC Championship yeah. with Brock Purdy, and they didn't even get to the playoffs, so they lost in the wild card round with you because you you got tight, like you've seen yeah. and you've observed. Not right. me, him, and th- <laughs> you know, not throwing the ball yeah, into just pull tough the trigger, spots, right. being too yeah. careful, being right. too aware of the magnitude of the consequences of losing. I think he's aware of the magnitude of the consequences of going to the 49ers and not winning a Super Bowl because it will be viewed as a failure, and it will be viewed as he's more of the reason for the Packers' failures than the Packers. And that's why I think he's just going to stay in Green Bay. I think think he's going to stay again. It does seem like, though, the first year where I feel like Green Bay, it does feel like, and again, I don't have any inside info here, but it does feel like Green Bay is secretly weighing their options. They saw Jordan Love. Right. They, they got to be. They got to be doing that. And they have, those conversations have to be starting now. That's where, you know, I know Rodgers last week was like, it seems like these conversations are going on without me. They got to get some sense of a feel here. They're not going to just go, we're not going to talk to anybody until Rodgers gives us an answer. No, they're getting, they're trying to lay some, some framework down. Yeah. In if case this guy tells us he doesn't want to play, if right. this guy tells us he doesn't want to play, what are we going to do? Exactly. Where are we going to find a market for him? Exactly. And they don't want to trade him to an NFC team. But Rodgers has the hammer. He doesn't have a no trade clause but he does because if he says i don't want to play for yeah, insert right. name of team they're right. not going to trade for aaron Rodgers. yeah so, agreed right. let's take Sc- a break look at scotty's Zolak. we got we got him the man it's my guy yeah. i will middle of a live show <laughs> we've got shereen williams the super bowl baby joining us next we're going four wide here on the desk to talk more nfl more pft live from phoenix look at that cacti. don't bring that aggie up here in shereen cacti. williams no aggies more pft live right after this The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.